0: That's why. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Nittle.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show with Nit. Well wait, I'm Barker. And it's knit to my right. Yo, what's going on this morning? And it's uh, Arms' replacement, Mr. Lambert, to hey, my what's left. what's going on? To
2: be determined, it's
1: replacement <laughs> for a while. The Twitter poll will be up momentarily. <laughs> Got
3: some big shoes to fill. Not really. while, he's not that tall. Not really. As long, as
1: long as you have two feet that work and one of them doesn't drop, you're good. <laughs> uh, Poor so Arms.
4: Mm.
1: Actually, you yeah, have big shirt sleeves to fill because uh some of the listeners are impressed with arms' guns well
3: he doesn't have sleeves to fill that's true <laughs> that excellent point already well, we, I we, mean
2: he's already had one better point <laughs> per show like he he's on pace with arms and we're only thirty seconds in we've got in more thousand already <laughs> we got more useful information out of Lambert than uh we have arms
1: in sixty four episodes. <laughs> Uh, and there's no TNA
2: with Lambert. There's not. Yet. yet. Not totally. yet. He might get comfortable on the mic over there and start right. <laughs> ripping sleeves off. It's getting hot in here, guys.
1: Anyways, Jeez. so Lambert, Jeremy Lambert, two Jeremys on the show. That's probably why the Twitter poll needs to be voted to remove arms. Why not have two Jeremys and a Chad? That's it kind of sounds like a, a voter thing in Florida. Like, What was that whole Chad thing? oh the hanging chad hanging chad so we can have two jeremy's and a hanging
2: chad two jeremy's hanging with chad exactly
3: <laughs> sounds like completely different podcast
2: <laughs> i know, that's a weird podcast right there uh stuff gets weird let me let me put myself let, let me retract that that would not be the name of the show <laughs> stuff gets weird around here it happens but yeah new no, no boobs hanging out like arms you know <laughs> I, I'm starting to like this already. I feel like I can look that way now and not, <laughs> and not like puke. I, yeah. Not, I can look over there and be like, "Oh, okay, hey, we." I can make eye contact.
3: Are those are those sleeves?
2: Oh my gosh! This show just got so much more reputable
1: <laughs> uh, for uh, for
3: us. YouTube, here we come. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, we can do YouTube now.
1: We don't have to worry about like you know subscribers clicking unclick as soon as we get to end. Of my left is our <laughs> Oh. oh. Can't, or, I can't watch this. God, it's I, like watching an episode of, of House when they operate. You yeah. Just put
3: the camera like here so you just catch the quarter of Arms' head <laughs> and then you guys. One quarter <laughs> is all it takes to turn solving it off. Solving
2: problems this morning, too. Yeah. The, repli- the, the substitute host is solving all our problems <laughs> we've had for the last 64 episodes. Just need a
3: fresh perspective.
2: Yeah. I That's, like it. I feel really good about this this yeah. morning. Uh, do you feel bad for Arms yet? Who? Uh, 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 That guy, Aaron Arms. Oh, hold on now. No. No. No, I don't.
1: He's in Florida. You know, me and and you are proven to be able to carry an episode by ourselves. (laughs) Me and him are not. So you take me and you and an actual stand-up guy like Lambert,
3: I think we're good. It's only downhill from here, though. Yeah. Well, it's time to subject Arms to a little ridicule. I kind of feel like I should be using a different voice, though. No. no, no, like like when you guys filled in for arms, he uh, sounded a lot different.
1: That was perfect. That's
3: pretty good.
2: He's even got the arms for me. What do we need that guy for? Like the Twitter poll could be: Do you want arms as arms? Lambert as arms, or just Lambert as Lambert? I mean, or like, or Bark and knit
1: as arms? Yeah, because it works. Uh, you know, there's. God, we really
2: don't need him. (laughs) (laughs) We have like multiple options here. We have three people who could do an arms voice. We got to stop talking about this or else I'm
1: going to start contemplating losing a friend. He's going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> to this?
3: He's just going to be seething on his way back home. Yeah, like right <clears throat> now
2: the three of us going forward could actually do a four-man podcast with arms, but him not didn't know anything about it. I could already feel <laughs> and see in my head how he's going to act. So
1: like next time he comes, like, you ready to do this? But no, I guess. Yeah. Right, how was your vacation? That was fine. Yeah, and he just sits down like you ready, ready to roll. He's like, yeah, sure. Who's your top?
2: Who, He's who's gonna who's be your short. number one linebacker today. Blake <coughs> Martinez, oh. uh, Ohio State. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what? What you got oh, on? What, what you got in store for us today, Barker?
1: I'm enjoying this way too much. I don't know if I can talk about football.
2: I feel like I feel nah, like Jeffrey can't. Ross should be here. Oh yeah, the <laughs> roost, the roost, the bear and arms. <laughs> We just need a good host. Hey, that's a good. That's, that's a good right. moment. Ah,
1: oh, shoot! I can't. We don't have the same setup. I was gonna play a little ditty <laughs> and then add some voiceover to it. The Roast of Aaron Arms with Chad Nittle, Jeffrey Ross, <laughs> yeah, Lisa. <laughs> what
3: is her Lampanelli.
1: Lampinelli. Lampinelli. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Lisa. And they always throw in that one. Oddball host, and Jeff Goldblum. Dude, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, arms would not handle a roast well. No. His no. face. <laughs> I'd love to see his face the That's just because no. he'd
3: look like a stoplight. <laughs> he'd, just, he'd turn so red.
1: Uh, stoplight with really big arms <laughs> and boobs. <laughs> All right, so what we're doing today... Without arms, maybe for the first time and all the time. Uh, My heart does hurt a little. I guess I still love him a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cracking on him too hard, I get a little bit of heartstrings pulled. (laughs) Maybe I can get those cut out.
3: I'm like the substitute teacher. Like, it's cool for a minute. Yeah. But then arms will be back.
1: I don't know. We might miss, we might like, we might have the next episode where it's arms in. And me and Chad might just keep looking at each other like, this ain't working. Like, (laughs) this ain't working. Let's secretly call Lambert and do a 5:30 a.m. session after tonight's recording. Yeah, and just delete Arms' track and add Lambert's track. Oof. And I'm, we and we could keep it like we could try to throw him off. Be like, and Arms to my left, and he'll be like, "Good morning." <laughs> and then, you know, after we say our good mornings, then you got Lambert. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and it just continues from there. And he may not he may not even miss it. He may just think. I sounded funny on that episode, (laughs) I mean, I started out, it was me at the beginning, so it had to be me the whole time.
2: Yeah, I don't remember making so many brilliant points. (laughs) Something is wrong with my mic. (laughs)
3: uh, My God,
1: did I go to college? (laughs) Where did I get this newfound intelligence?
4: (laughs) Did I I actually prepare
1: that list? I didn't say one word about Ivan Kamara on that (laughs) podcast. That's that's strange. Strange. Anyways, tight end time. Let's get after it. We've got a special surprise on the next episode, some rankings you never thought you'd hear that are golden. But you'll hear that on the next episode.
2: You gotta wait. You gotta wait on that. One. But right now we're finishing off the main offensive position groups, baby. It's tight ends, top ten. How we think they're gonna finish in 2018? Who's leading it? We're we gonna let Lambert lead these. I like off? it. I like uh, it. Oh, sure.
4: Let's, let, let's
2: let the new permanent co-host.
3: <laughs> the temporary permanent. Man, this is already
1: <laughs> knocking Neil out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> number right. one.
3: Number one. I got <clears throat> Rob Gronkowski. It's my number one. I mean, obviously, it's an easy pick. Gronk's going to Gronk. Year in, year out. Uh, target shares there. You got Julian Edelman. He's out four games. Ball's got to go somewhere. It's
2: Gronk. Should get off to a flying start with Edelman being out for the first four games of the season, and that uh, the rest of that wide receiver core kind of being unsettled. Though they got some talent, kind of accumulating talent still with the Eric Decker experiment, et cetera. You got you got Cordell Patterson in the wings there, but just no one scary that's going to take away target share from Gronk. Even with Edelman, I mean, even if Edelman goes for a hundred catches, right. you still expect Gronk to be around eighty catches, which is, you know, Gronking, like you said. Yeah. So it's hard hard to hard for me to knock anything there.
1: Well, and and look at looking at the stats, I mean, Gronk finished second last season overall in our league format at tight end, and that's missing two games. So I mean he only missed out from the number one spot by six points. Six points. And he missed two games. Now granted Travis Kelsey missed one. He didn't play week 17. But Gronk missed two. You can't tell me if
2: he would have played one of those two games that he wouldn't have put up eight points and became the tight end one. Yeah, I mean, he's still leading this league. Now, my top, my number one guy, not Gronk, but he's not, it's not like he's going to be far down. I'm going with Zach Ertz. I like I like the what he did not only during the 2017 campaign, but right into the playoffs, right into the Super Bowl. I mean, you saw the guy. Breakout over the last three years. I don't think there's anything that says he's going to digress. Dallas Goddard coming in, flashing in camp. Flashing in camp, but I don't think he's going to take target shares away. That wide receiving core is still solid. But you know Carson Wentz likes to spread it around, and he has that solid outlet. And you're 6'5", 250, Zach Erks. I think he takes the top spot and leaps Travis Kelsey, leaps Rob Gronkowski, just based on, just based on having a whole season to uh, to really get in another groove, put up another seventy-five catch, approach a thousand yards, get in the end zone eight times, something like that.
3: There's no way you can argue that. <clears throat> I mean, he's in the same system. Burton's gone. Uh, he's going to be a top tight end. That's a tight end friendly offense, and. uh And actually, the last three seasons, he's had more receptions than Gronk has. Dang. That's that's a
2: hot stat right there. That is. That's a hot take right there.
3: He's only missed five games in five seasons. I mean... It's obvious Arms ain't here now. He's... (laughs)
2: It, that it, that that is a that is a big thing. When you right. look at the tight end position, you get your Jordan Reed's who are constantly hurt. It, Rob Gronkowski is hurt constantly. Right. Yep. But Zach Ertz is kind of been the model of consistency. When he misses games, it's usually it, it, it was because last year when they were missing games, it's more to get him healthy. I mean, they yeah. were they already had the division locked up pretty much. They were a playoff team getting Zach Ertz ready for the big the playoff push at the end of the well, year. Well, Wentz
3: is an MVP candidate. I mean, yeah. that doesn't hurt when you've got a great quarterback throwing to a
2: great tight end. God, he is just playing my heartstrings this morning. <laughs> ah, I, I said Wentz as my number two quarterback this year. That he, I thought he was a multi-year MVP candidate, and, and he does. I mean, Carson Wentz is a, has league MVP written all over him, multi-year league MVP. And he could start this coming this coming season, and it's going to run through Zach Ertz uh, as his main outlet when he's distressed. I uh I can't go away from Kelsey as my
1: number one. I'm gonna do arms a solid, make Mister TNA himself proud, and go with Travis Kelsey. Reason being, I mean, points per game, honestly, a shade, just a shade below Gronkowski, but with Gronkowski's injury history, I always have a problem year in year out as putting him at tight end 1. But it's just barely. It's debatable. There's no wrong answer between those two at number 1. Main reason going forward with Kelsey for me is I'm actually starting to buy a little bit of Sammy Watkins taking some coverage down the field with him. And uh Kansas City, I've said it in the past, really has never implemented a system where two wide receivers can thrive and be fantasy threats. I think it changes. I think Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, I think, has his best season. I'm not saying he's a wide receiver one. I think he's a wide receiver three. But I think he puts up his best receiver or his best season as a wide receiver three. And I think Tyreek and Sammy, with the speed and the agility and the playmaking skills that they have, I'm not saying Travis Kelsey's gonna be forgot about underneath, but I think he's gonna see a lot more opportunities to get open with those other two guys streaking down the field. And I really like Patrick Mahomes. I know Alex Smith is a tight end friendly quarterback, but I think Mahomes is going to surprise us a lot. I I like Kelsey. I think he, uh, think he even takes a slight step forward and tops his best season ever by adding on a couple touchdowns to get into the double-digit touchdown range this year.
2: Yeah, 83, I mean, going for 80-plus receptions the last two years, to me, I think it's going to be tough to duplicate without getting too far into my counterpoint with it, With him being on my list down at a little bit. I don't bit. think Sammy's
1: going to catch 90 by any means. Right, I, mean, right. I, I still think he's going to be like a 65, maybe 70. Sammy might grab 70.
2: Yeah, the combination of Alex Smith being tight end friendly for him the last two years... A tight end friendly quarterback, and then the transition to Patrick Mahomes. I think that actually takes some receptions out of his pocket. I think it takes some yardage away, and ultimately, at best, leaves him at the same amount of of touchdowns. They didn't lose anything really within this wide receiving core. I mean, you you got your wide receiver three or four and Albert Wilson leaving, but other than that, the the receiving core, including Travis Kelsey, is it, well. You bring it. You bring in Sammy, obviously, but the the threat of Tyreek Hill remains. I don't know that you're going to see an uptick in, in anything he's put on paper this year.
1: Last thing I'll add, I think it's going to be a more exciting offense. You get Cream Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Patrick Mahomes, who's really good on his legs. Alex Smith was pretty solid with his legs, but I think Mahomes can take it to the house.
4: He's the got a on gunslinger. Legs. I mean,
1: the The offense is going to be on the field more, in my opinion. They're going to have longer more sustained drives and I think that leads to a slight uptick for Kelsey. Last point. All right.
3: I didn't want to talk too much on him because he's my number two. I would have had him at number one. It's just with the new QB. It's hard to it's hard to throw him up there. Understandable. Dude's missed one game in four seasons, and in those four seasons he's had more yards than Gronkowski. So it's hard not to keep him up there in the one two. So, he, <clears throat> he would have been my number one had Alex Smith stayed. You want to call arms now and just let him know what we're doing? We can take like, time out. Let,
0: let
1: him know policy. about the
2: transition. I, I'll be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> Let's get him on the line. I mean, bad news for him is good news for us, right?
1: I, yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: that's, that's, uh, <laughs> so, so, you went Gronk. Gronk Kelsey. You're at Gronk Kelsey. Yep. I'm at Ertz number one. I really like Ertz number one, obviously. I'm going to go back with Gronkowski. I mean, I... I've always been a Gronk fan. There's no reason to shy away from it. Again, for a lot of the reasons you brought up, you know, anytime you can get. Here's the thing: when you get 13 games out of Gronk in, in in the 17 week schedule, going into fantasy, and if you get 10 games out of Gronk, you've a lot of times won those eight to nine, eight or nine games that he played by himself because he has so much separation from the pack, the other tight end group. You have these, this other, the other part of the big three coming up with Kelsey, and with uh, with Ertz. But Gronk's just been that dominant force for the last six years. It's hard to go away from him. I mean, last year he eclipses a thousand yards, has sixty nine receptions, eight touchdowns. I love it. Gronk's gonna Gronk. Is he ever gonna be a shade of his old self? That ninety reception, thirteen hundred yards, and seventeen touchdowns. No, we know that we know not to expect that. That was an anomaly, at best. But you can expect him to approach seventy-five receptions. If again, I like that. Could have went with more authority. You can expect. You can expect <laughs> him
1: to, whatever Chad
2: said. <laughs> but you can expect him to approach seventy-five receptions, go over a thousand yards, and and also approach double-digit touchdowns, which is approaching number one. Just depending on what Earth's or uh, Kelsey does. For me, Gronk's safe at number two because I feel like he is going to miss a few games and not do a major, again, hard to predict injury. But then again, an aging veteran in a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs, you can expect him to be maybe shelf the game to get healthy somewhere here and there. So for me, that that holds it out a little bit, just enough to keep him out of number one. I won't add too much because
1: we've got a lot of Gronk love already this morning, but Gronk is also my number two. And like Nit said, and like Lambert said, he may miss a game or two, but the games he gives you, you're getting 23 points. More than likely, you're getting 23 points. He's a wide receiver
2: one when he's healthy. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, that's the easiest way to compare it. You don't get that. You haven't seen that other tight end position. He had a rough game, game one of last season. Had he
1: scored 23, 24 points, his average would be up there near 20. And, uh... That's that's the consistency level. He had more twenty three point games than anything else last season. uh I, I'll I'll take a couple missed games to get that production. That's that's uh, wins in your league when he plays. Yeah,
2: if you have the roster space to quote unquote handcuff a tight end, yeah, <laughs> I mean you could get whoever whoever's hot there. Yeah, you could know, grab mean, Aaron Hernandez for next to nothing. Oh God. <laughs>
4: been hanging dead. around this town <laughs> on the corner. Been hanging around. I can't.
1: No, no, no sensitivity for Mr. Aaron Hernandez. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> get number, us three? To number three. I think I can predict who it's well, going to yeah, be. It's but... going to be
3: Ertz. Uh, again, the the top three are pretty interchangeable. I mean, they're they're all good. They're all going to be there. Toss them up however they fall. Exactly. Literally yep. let them <clears> fall. And... Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we've already touched on things that makes Ertz great. Uh, so I'm not gonna get too into it. See, I mean Lambert even knows
1: when not to add too much because
2: and I feel we've like, already done it. I feel like he knows that your three is right. right. <laughs> also gonna be Earth and so maybe we could talk about him a little <laughs> more I mean that's just brilliance right there. That really, is really really is. Let me uh
1: hold on just a second here. Ring ring ring
2: ring Ring, ring. Are you calling arms? Ring, yeah. Ring. Please stop. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Make ring, it stop. He won't answer. <laughs> oh,
1: Lord. How are we supposed to tell him? I don't want to do it face-to-face. I'm nervous now.
2: Yeah. We we should do this over the phone. It's That was easier. supposed to be a regular ring, too. I wouldn't expect him that. <laughs> <laughs> Most annoying ring, too. That was horrific. I love it. That was like doing a show with arms.
4: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> man...
2: All right, let me go ahead and kick mine in there. My number three is obviously Travis Kelsey, but it wasn't. There, there's another guy. My number four was. I wanted to find a reason to put him up in there, but Travis Kelsey again. The reason I have him down at three is the Patrick Mahomes, and I will call it the Patrick Mahomes experiment. Dude's put nothing on tape in the NFL. True. Let's be plain and simple, kind of cold cut about that. He's barely played. he, he has not played significant snaps. You still Dad, got cold cuts on the mind, eh? Cold cuts, eh? Hey, <laughs> yeah. I like me a, like a foot-long cold cut. Nick really wanted
1: to eat some bologna that's in this fridge in our new uh, recording space, and
2: i that's not my bologna. It's, b- it's not. <laughs> it's not your bologna. I think
3: bologna is as bad as it gets when it's made. Dude, it's, that's true. It's hillbilly so steak. It's though. awesome. No, I love bologna. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, basically, it doesn't go bad. A flattened-out <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> a flattened-out right. hot
2: dog. Right. I haven't heard that. Uh, but back that to I Kelsey. Is, but. <laughs> back to Kelsey. The the Patrick Mahomes ex- experiment has to go well. I think it will. Right. But I also think he may struggle. The points you make about you know the Sam Sammy Watkins taking coverage down the field with him, I I, I don't think that diverts too much from Chavis Kelsey. He's not a vertical threat. Now he he'll stretch the seam of the defense, but he's usually dragging the one on one coverage with him anyway. And you have an over safety, so I I don't know that Sammy Watkins is going to be that gr- beneficial for Travis Kelsey. I mean, you had guys there last year that could stretch the field vertically, not with a Sammy Watkins athletic ability, but you were still getting that done. Again, I'm I'm going to reel it in on Travis Kelsey, just because also just because of Patrick Mahomes. But again, you called him a gunslinger. And when I watch him on tape, when I go back and watch his tape, remember watching him play, live, you know, at at Texas Tech, he likes to force it down the numbers, not particularly the middle of the field. He likes to stretch it vertically down the sidelines, a la to his receivers. So I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Mahomes to Kelsey develops. And that was my other reason for for considering. My tight end four up there over him. I don't, know, do to him I don't know
3: if Mahomes has ever had a tight end as athletic as Kelsey though. Yeah. The dude's and, a beast. And he, I he, don't yeah. know if
1: he's ever had a tight end that was constantly open. Yeah. And yeah. I think Mahomes will find the
3: open guy.
2: Yeah. It's an experiment. <laughs> I, hey, <laughs> great points. I'm no, with, I'm with you. I'm with on
3: you on, on Mahomes, you know it's crap, now I need replaced. It's I, hard to <laughs> not <laughs> it's hard to not expect him or expect Kelsey to drop off a bit.
2: Yeah, it, like you have to take you know eighty plus receptions the last couple of years. I mean, if you just throw him at seventy five, just said if Gronk gets to seventy five thousand and ten, that he's a top three. I mean, you could expect that. That was, I guess, my reason for leaving him at top three is I, I expect him to get to seventy something receptions, banging around the thousand yard mark and still be six at a minimum t- uh, touchdowns. And that's enough to leave you in the upper echelon of these, th- these leave you in the top three of these tight ends. The echelon. Is it you? believe so. Who was your third? Uh, Ertz. Ertz. And then Ertz your and third was Kelsey. And that, that, that finishes off it's... the big three for right. both of us. My three. <laughs> was... Then there's a
3: significant drop-off. <laughs> Maybe. I, you know what? <laughs> uh, three and
1: four. Three and four was tough, but I'll tell you why on four shortly. But my number three is Evan Ingram. boy. (laughs) Apparently, apparently, Evan Ingram has been catching everything thrown his way in camp. I'm not going to give you the camp disclaimer. You know it by now. But but Evan Ingram, as a rookie, was a top five tight end. Now, granted, I know that was without Odell Beckham Jr., but I, I am of the belief that guys like Odell Beckham help tight ends out. And I think that Evan Ingram is going to outperform his rookie season. This is not a guy that's destined for 64 reception seasons at 700 yards. No. That's not Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's going to be a star tight end. I think he's good enough to be a number 1 tight end. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I would not bet against him in becoming that tight end one overall after the season. I think he has that kind of talent. Not putting him there, obviously. He's my three, but he's my three for more reasons than just himself and the Giants. I'll get to that at number four, but I really like Evan Ingram. I think Sterling Shepherd uh can take a small leap forward. And I think Odell Beckham's gonna come back and I think he's still gonna be, you know, a top five guy, but I don't think he's gonna be knocking on the door for number one. I, I There's just something about Odell. There's just something about the Giants. I don't think he's going to be a Giant long-term. And I think you're going to see kind of a disgruntled, you know, regular Odell season, not a superb Odell season. And I think Evan Ingram's going to contribute to a slight downtick in the numbers for Odell. I, I really like Evan Ingram. And I really like Eli Manning to start feeling old and being like, Ah, Odell's way down there, but <laughs> there's Evan. He's I don't have to throw it as hard to he's, Evan.
2: He's so open over here in the middle of the field, eight yards That's away from first me. Down. <laughs> That's a first down. That's
1: a first.
3: Odell, next time, Evan, take this. Yeah, <laughs> I like the pick, uh, Ingram. It's it's hard not. To like Evan Ingram with the season he had last year. You also own him in our main league, right? Well, that's why I'm such a fan. But <laughs> I mean, he did struggle with drops. I mean, he's, he's got he's got some drops. Hey, it's,
1: but it, it's not just the fact that he owns him; he's not selling him. Oh yeah, yeah, there's no absolutely there's no, well, no for sale sign on Evan. Have back. you seen
3: my depth? The tight end. We've got Nick Vanette. So, it's I like Nick Vanette. Got to take that in. Not time. a bad, not a bad backup. Fire I see for the a coming, like, trade coming on, like mid show trade. Because Bark right. is a oh, monstrous Vanette? Nick Vanette yes, trade.
2: Nick Vanette might end up in Bark's top ten. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do
1: think my current tight end that I'm starting, which is scary. I think Lambert mentioned he was going to get an, uh, a run on his name here in the top 10. I'm excited Oh, to hear. he
3: does. He yeah. does,
1: absolutely.
3: Yeah. All right. Kick us off from round four. Oh, number four. All right. Well, I got Greg Olson. Of course, he's coming back. The dude's always been productive. He's got 3,000 yards in three seasons before 2017, obviously. Uh, the dude is just, he's a safety blanket. Yeah, when, yeah. When Cam Newton's got to get rid of it, that's who he's going to. I know DJ Moore coming in. Uh, I I don't think he's gonna take targets away. There, you got McCaffrey, but I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna increase his workload um, in the
2: passing yeah, game. It's, ha- uh, it's it's hard to increase your passing uh, pa- or, or your workload as a running back when you're coming off at of eighty reception. I think exactly yeah. eighty something receptions Just his, his rookie amount. year. So, is that arms calling you? back? would you answer it? You're making me uncomfortable. Now it's just awkward. Nope. <laughs> Did you just you just deboted? Oh man! Answer your phone, he's arms.
1: Redlined him. Lambert's putting too much gold on tape yeah. for me to do this face to face. I know. I got. I want to. I
2: want to. I want to expand on Olsen, but I got to hold off because okay. he's in mine. Yep. But well, I'm gonna go here, flip over to my number four, which is Evan Ingram. I believe in Evan Ingram. Yes. He is the guy that I <laughs> wanted to put at three. Again. Okay. It's Evan Ingram, man. He's up and coming. He's more wide receiver than he is tight end. In my book, this guy is one of the most athletic tight ends in the league, he's, and he's only in year two. I mean, what he put on tape at Ole Miss is nothing short of just excited. It's exciting. I wanted to draft. Well, I was so pissed when Lambert got Evan Ingram, my draft darling, last year. But, you know, what he was able to do without Odell Beckham Jr., he was able to be. He slowly became Eli Manning's safety blanket. Now it was on a three and thirteen Giants team, but he slowly earned the trust of Eli Manning in year one. I think that trust remains. I think that that becomes that that takes that offense to a whole new level. Then you factor in Saquon Barkley is going to be drawing defenders up in the box. They'll actually have a legitimate running game for the first time in a long time in New York. I mean, you're going to be sucking down safeties. You're going to be sucking... Uh, linebackers up to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> oh, I hate man. you so much. <laughs>
3: it was so hard to not say anything.
1: You, you, this puts us in that situation sometimes. He's just, you, uh, you,
2: you suck. You, they, the, There's going the line- so <laughs> to be so much sucking. There's going to be so much sucking. The lips wrapped around. You see? No, no air getting through. <laughs> the, the linebackers will get sucked up to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> But you get when you when you end up having not only like eight man boxes, but seven man fronts. Like talking about seven guys on the line of scripture, the line of scripture. Jesus,
1: you got me flustered. (laughs) When Jesus laid out the line of scripture.
2: subscription
1: i need a subscription to god magazine
2: i just want to make one basic point i can't this morning arms we need you back i'm I'm staring barker in the face at this point welcome to the back road show with bark lambert in arms i'm out see ya now you would you factor in the athletic ability that he he just possesses in evan ingram with linebackers and safeties being sucked down to the line of scrimmage. He's going to get a step on him. He'll be able Uh, to catch the ball over the top. He's a vertical threat. uh, Give some to Jay. More like a wide receiver. I mean, he's going to stretch the field quickly for Eli Manning. And the thing, you kind of brought up the Sterling Shepard. I don't know that Sterling Shepard takes it to a negative. I think Sterling Shepard is what he is. Just a mid-tier, nice running mate. I think Evan Ingram is hands down the number two option in that passing he's the number two option in that passing attack for Eli Manning he goes Odell he goes Evan Ingram and that's good enough for me to put him at a rock solid number four boom I may have sucked on that one
1: you heard it from there you go a lot of stretching and sucking going on in New York (laughs) (laughs) oh man they did a lot of sucking last year that's for sure
4: is that Can to you me, even follow is that, that
1: up? Is that to me on four?
2: Bring your, uh, bring
1: your Earth's love. How, what, what gives you the impression it's going to be Zach Ertz? I, I know you. It's Zach Ertz. It's the end of tier one. Of I, I think is. there's a new tier one, It's and it's Kelsey Gronk, Ertz, and Evan Ingram. Uh, Ertz, it speaks for itself. 14.5 points average last season. I do like Dallas Goddard a ton. Uh, rookie tight ends though, if your name's not Evan Ingram, history isn't very kind to you. So don't expect anything crazy like, uh, Dallas Goddard to cut into Ertz too bad. It's not going to happen. Trey Burton, you know, had a nice little season last season, I think with 35, 36 receptions. I expect a similar first year for Dallas Goddard, but maybe a few more touchdowns because I do like Goddard in the red zone, but Zach Ertz is Mr. Consistency. It's hard not to put him at number three. Kind of hard not to put him at two, but I love Evan Ingram so much, and I love the long-term proven track record of uh, Gronk, and then Kelsey is Kelsey. I just couldn't do it. But number four is nothing to sneeze at, or as Wu-Tang would say, it's nothing to F with, and I, I like <laughs> I like Zach Ertz. I don't like Alshon Jeffrey that much. I do think Aguilar is a pretty decent receiver. Uh kind of agree with Arms on his Aguilar take. Aguilar is growing on me. But there, to me, there's no dominant wide receiver in Philly that makes Zach Ertz any less of the number one receiving option in Philly. So definitely good for top five again. Got him at four.
2: The balance there in Philly is is what's what's scary to any of them. But also, but but the, at the same time, Zach Ertz gets his looks. He absolutely gets his looks. He missed two games gets a was, lot was sucking and stretching. Yeah, too. he 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 missed two games last year. You, and was basically out week 17. I mean, played a couple quarters. That was about it. I mean, you factor in a full 16-game uh, season. I think he projects up into the 235 to 250-point range in most league formats, and that's good enough for That's why I had him projected number one, just to defend him a little bit, <laughs> just to defend him off your four a little bit. But I agree with you. That, that, that new upper echelon, it's no longer a big three. Put... They're Put interchangeable. In yeah, they're, you, you can give reasons all day for any of them. And then, like you said, Olsen, Olsen's right there. The, the, the Wiley veteran is still there.
1: Oh, Wiley. Ugh,
2: I like the new four, though.
1: Oh, the, yeah. It, it is good. It's, it's a heck of a tier. I mean, it means, you know, you, you have a good chance to land one of these guys because tight ends still shouldn't and don't get drafted in round one. I mean, Gronk used to. If your name's Arms, you take Kelsey in round one because you're Arms – But, I I mean, realistically, tight ends shouldn't start going off the board until the end of round two. And with four big-time guys in that first tier, you have a
3: good shot of landing one as late as round four. Yeah, you can definitely wait to get a tight end.
2: Arms. I don't want (laughs) to wait! For my tight ends to be taken cause arms will take Kelsey and maybe Urts in round
3: two. <laughs> now I know how ARMS feels. Like you hear it when you're listening to the podcast, but now I know how ARMS feels. Like and this ridicule happens. It feels it's does weird it feel weird? To just stare at two grown men singing to each <laughs> other. <laughs> that's uh, how we, that's how we roll. Alright, moving on, number five. Uh, we're gonna go with Evan Ingram, um, yes. for all the reasons that have been pointed out. The reason I have him uh, out of the top four uh, is target share. You've got Odell coming back. Don't uh, bring your target share <laughs> up in here. <laughs> Ster- Sterling's gonna take some. You got Barkley coming in. I mean, he's gonna take he's gonna take receptions away. And that's a good point. I, th- I mean, I don't know if
2: it hurts, hurts, but that's it's possible.
1: It Barkley, Barkley's the whole package.
2: Yeah, Gronk's the only one out of those top five. We'll, we'll go ahead and say, well, we'll say, we'll stick the the four mentioned. Gronk's the only one that's like hands down target share monster early in the season, especially with Ammon, or with uh, uh,
4: Edelman. No, Edelman no receivers. No available. receivers whatsoever.
2: Everyone else, you know, you got Odell with Ingram, you got, uh Tyreek Hill if you want to say Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins with Kelsey and then you have like you said a solid receiving core it is probably the best way to put that I mean you can't go there's an elite receiver in Philly unless you really want to stretch Alshon and to me stretching Alshon into into that category so yeah target share wise Gronk's your safe bet Evan Ingram's your your risky he's, bet he's when you're be looking at there. target share. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, I have to add before labor continues, like the whole Gronk being the target monster because New England doesn't have any receivers. It actually just made me chuckle. They just sign Eric Decker and instantly on the depth chart, he's a starter. Like that's how bad that's how bad your receivers are in New England. They're like, you know, looking at this guy on the street, like, yeah, he was good a couple years ago. Looking at this guy on the street, still looking at this guy on the street, and then halfway through training camp, they're like, God dang it, just freaking sign him. <laughs> Don't just sign him. Pencil him in. Right, pencil right. him in. He's a starter. Hey, you. Ne- yeah, never even- over there.
3: Get in here. You're our number one.
1: Hasn't even yeah. practiced yet. They pencil him in as a starter. I mean, yeah. that's the equivalent of being like, call Knit. From the back row, he's six five. Um, he's got big hands, I hear. He's not too old yet. He's the same age as Decker. Let's <laughs> just pencil him in. Just just pencil
2: him in. He's a starter. Yeah, Jordy Nelson's looked good out in Oakland. I mean, Eric Decker's got to have still have a few moves in yeah. his pocket. Cordell Patterson hasn't ran the right route yet this preseason. I mean, I guess Cordell Patterson's been making highlight go.
1: plays all through camp. Yeah, Probably yeah, because, because he runs the wrong... Only. Yeah,
2: pun <laughs> returns and kicker turns. <laughs> <laughs> You see that fair catch he had? You Ooh, can sign T.O. ST-P. T.O.
1: just uh, try it out with a CFL team. Like the Patriots, you're better off of the 44-year-old T.O. than you are Kenny Britt. Just saying. <laughs> Go ahead, Langer.
3: No, I'm done. I'm done on Ingram. He's done. He's been
2: talked about. Uh, he's we have worn his name out. We took him, we, and mashed him into the ground a little bit, absolutely. but I mean, rightfully so. He deserves to be in that big four. Hey, number five, I'm going to go to year four. I'll, I'll go Greg Olson with a bounce back year, and it's coming straight down to there's. To me, I know me and you, Barker, have argued this point: what DJ Moore is going to be year one. To me, I don't think he's. A, I think he's like Corey Coleman, year one, m- minus injuries. Uh, you know, I'm not projecting injuries, things like that. I just don't think he's going to pick up an NFL offense immediately or the speed of the game immediately. I mean, the guy lives off of his athleticism. Talking about DJ Moore, he lives off of his athleticism. And guess what? That gap narrowed when you enter the NFL. Devin Funches is is nothing. He's just not a number one. He's barely a number two on a lot of squads. So to me, you can't overlook what you just said about target share in Carolina for Greg Olson. Target share is going to be there for Greg Olson. You know, the, the Wiley veteran is still a veteran. He knows how to get open. He's going to get his touchdowns. He's going to get his looks. You know, you brought up McCaffrey. McCaffrey, I, I think McCaffrey could still be a 75 reception running back, but that's not taking many balls away from Greg Olson. You know, it, 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 Cam's going to Cam. He, he's going to throw the short and intermediate routes. He's going to dab a little. And he's going to dab and stuff. You know, I, Act a fool, like lot, me and Nick do. A lot of run pass option in, in that offense, which leaves an open an open tight end a lot of the time if he's not in blocking. So, uh, to me, don't discount Greg Olson banging around the top, even the top three. I mean, this guy was a top three tight end, is there, what, two, three years ago? You enjoying that coffee, is that guy? Oh, God. I mean, the, guy, the guy's The guy been an elite tight end in the, in the recent past. Mark Greg Olson down top five finish easy. But Fine. he is starting year two. Sorry.
1: No, you're good. My number five. Get to it right after I say. Arms. The the strikes are adding up. It brought me coffee. Mm. I just tasted it. Tastes like heaven. Lambert's doing great. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what to say, coffee. man. <laughs> Let's just do it this way. I can't get you on the phone. Uh, Arms, if you're listening. Uh, You're out. (laughs) Lambert's in. I don't know. Lambert probably don't want to wake up at 5.30 a.m. No, I don't (laughs) want to do this. More than just one time every couple, uh, you know, know, trimesters. I don't
2: want to do this. I don't want to do
1: this. Why did I? Why? Number five, I'm going a little unconventional, especially for me and my past on this guy because I've never been really big on him because, man, I hate injury risks. I just hate him. I just hate him. It's tough to take on. It is. But Alex Smith is a very tight end friendly quarterback. And apparently, I'm going to believe Jordan Reed when he says he feels healthier than he has in years. He thinks he's got all his nicky neck injuries taken care of. I don't go as far as to believe that. But I just have a feeling the Bark Bank. Take it to the bank, ooh, gut ooh. feeling that Jordan Reed is actually going to stay on the field for 14 or 15 out of 16 games. That might be stretching it a might, little. That bit. might be stretching let's just hope a little. It, let's much. hope
2: it's 11 of the More, first 13 games that they could a, get into the playoffs. I feel like
1: we're cutting into Dan Cummins stuff too. I'm going to put a little suck on Jordan Reed, and I think Jordan Reed is good enough for a top five finish. I
3: Dude's dominant when he's on the field. I like the pick. like. I think he's got top five talent. Easy. He does, and, and it's risky,
1: man. Like it's risky,
3: but you're bringing Alex Smith in. He's he's going to throw to the tight end. That's all there is to it.
2: Go, down the target here. I, I, I'm not. I'm going to lay off of Jordan Reed for just another round. I'm not going to get too in depth on him yet. I, hey, he's yet. he's a very good tight
1: end that just can't stay on the field. And with ever the changes in Washington, Alex Smith. Darius Geis, like, there's a whole new offense, and I just feel like Jordan Reed's going to be a big part of that whole new offense. And uh, hopefully he can play through some of these tiny injuries, but we'll see. I like the upside, and with the guys that have already went off the board between the three of us, I think that leaves you uh, grasping for, you know, higher upside because most of the upside is gone. And I think Jordan Reed at least can give you that possibility for a top three or four season. It's unlikely, but I like playing possibilities. That's why I got him at five. So, Jordan Reed, I'm going to draft him this year when given the chance after those
3: other guys are gone. I like it. So, we're on six. Six. Hey,
2: run. get us going here.
3: All right, I got Kyle Rudolph as my six. He's got a new mm-hmm. quarterback coming in. Uh, the new uh, offensive coordinator also. Do you like that? I do. I do like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you like that. Now the uh, the new offensive coordinator loves his tight ends. You can look back; his offensive coordinator had Barnage when Barnage was relevant in fifteen, Whoa. and Ertz Whoa, in seventeen.
4: Fire. So
3: he, of course, you know, I didn't put him higher. Um, I didn't have him in my top five, uh, basically because he had off season ankle injury. We're going to see how that plays out, uh, but I do like Rudolph in his situation. My God. That is some
1: good info. Bringing in the offensive
2: coordinator. Get, getting he, some research done. The He he has the OC that Gary Barnage had when Gary Barnage went like for yeah. 75, 1K. Yeah, and, he
1: made Gary Barnage good. Listen to that info. Let's rewind this and, and see Arms' take on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Kyle Rudolph. his uh, touches passes. And uh, now sometimes they are in the red zone. <laughs>
2: Thanks, arms. Anyways, Nick, dude, I I like that. That that's a eye opening, eye popping information right there. I mean, you already a factor in that he's got gotten at least in my eyes an upgraded quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Then you get an OC, a tight end friendly OC. the The talent's always been there for Kyle Rudolph, dude. That's that's good stuff. Makes
1: me want to watch the OC.
2: That's good stuff. Never, <laughs> nothing <laughs> nah, would ever. Yeah make me want to watch the <laughs> what about RC? the
1: movie orange county that's okay okay
2: just checking jack black gold yeah. right there yeah hey, all right my six jordan reed well i've i've been a jordan hey, reed I wasn't too high on him i guess no, no 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 i i have to have him top six he's a guy who can project into the top three to be quite honest i mean if you are right outside the top three at the very least if he's healthy for Those 13 14 games throughout 2018, he is gonna get his looks in this Washington offense. There's no one else there. I mean, you have you have a, a Alex Smith who just force feeds the ball short and intermediate, and that's what Jordan Reed runs. But he's also a dominant red zone presence, he just has to be healthy. He had this the toe surgeries, whatever, whatever was going on with the toe. The, the nagging hamstring injuries are supposedly behind him, you already said it if he's healthy buy him why not, you can get him a little later on in Dynasty Startups, you should be able to get him with a little bit of a discounted price tag if you're trading for him uh, Jordan reads someone to monitor because of that situation because of the target shares there the target shares just exploding for him in 2018 exploding I knew you'd like that you like that? <laughs>
1: are we on? Are we six? Oh man, too many sexual uh, innuendos on this episode. A lot of sucking and exploding and stretching. And actually, it just sounds like somebody by themselves. <laughs> Anyways, all would right. you
2: just go? Oh man, so
1: so six. I am. Uh, I'm gonna go with Greg Olson. I mean, I, I felt bad for putting Jordan Reed ahead of him, honestly, because. Greg Olson is more, you know, consistently on the field and available for Cam Newton, and he's been Cam Newton's favorite target for a long time. Just coming off an injury and a little bit of age, and I just like the upside of Jordan Reed. Just a tad more than Olson, but you cannot go wrong if you come out of your draft with Greg Olson as your tight end one. That's not a bad thing. You didn't get the top tier, but you got somebody who's been in the top tier before and could very well do it again. I like what Nit said. Funchess, don't really care about Funchess. I mean, if I if if I can get him on the cheap as my wide receiver three or a bye week guy, I'm Roll gonna dice. I'm gonna do it in case we're wrong. Uh, DJ Moore, I like, but I don't like to bank on rookie receivers in my starting lineup. It's just not a good idea, Mister Kenny Galladay over here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't think you ever started him, but no, I did. But we 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 uh, you know we we do love Kenny Galladay. Me and Lambert share that love. A lot of trade, a lot of trade proposals going on for Galladay in the past. But I digress. Greg Olson is still the guy. He's the he's the target monster in Carolina. If you're going to own any pass catcher out of Carolina, it needs to be Greg Olson. If you're planning on winning your league in 2018,
2: well, let's just go ahead and make the point that when Greg Olson went down last year. It was a scramble to figure out
3: all that offense changed. Yeah, yeah. completely.
2: They had to rethink everything that they were going to do in Carolina when Greg Olson went down. So you know you. And they're only a few years removed from a Super Bowl appearance with a healthy Greg Olson, yeah. and well, it, it was. And I
3: think that's the only reason that Funchess was relevant last year. Yeah, like McCaffrey had as many as he had. Yeah. was because there's no Olson.
2: Yeah, so it, Greg Olson makes. Sadly, this is one of those offenses where the tight end makes the offense tick. No, yeah. I, I mean they now, just turned Funchess back into the tight end. I, I mean, feel, I feel like it just slapped Cam in the face a little bit. But you know, outside of the quarter, the, the offense clearly goes through Cam. But well, at, Benjamin
3: didn't mind. Slapping. Slapping him in the face. So.
2: <laughs> but once you look at the passing attack, that receiving core plus tight end, it runs through the tight end from that perspective. Boom. Boom. Seven-ish. Seven. All right. Seven-ish? Seven-ish. Yeah. Right seven-ish. seven-ish. Yep,
3: I got Jordan Reed. Again, like I said, he's, hey. he's top five talent. Uh, the dude's efficient when he does play. If you can just get him to play. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, put a band-aid on it and get back out on the field. Right. But it's right.
4: cut so deep. <laughs> it
2: hurts. It's my toes. My toes hurt. It's like a paper cut on my toe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Give, did us did, 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 a, give us give us some interesting facts. I got facts. I got nothing really. He, Theme he of the did, show. Suck it up. Jordan. He did a he did avoid uh, the pup list for training camps. So so he is out there with them. His season's
2: already off to a, a right. wildly that's, successful start. That's what oh, you yeah. want, Jordan Reed. You're not on the pup. Boom, pick him up. Best off
3: season <laughs> in
1: years.
2: <laughs> but in all reality, let's throw. I got to throw a little numbers. I mean, if you get his eighty, what it was eighty seven reception. A thousand yards and double-digit touchdowns—that's gold. That, that's top Absolutely. three. That's what—that's his 2015. The word being if, yeah, 16. He only played in five games and had over 600 yards. Think about that. He played in five games. That dude had over 600 yards. Had six touchdowns. I mean, when he's on the field, just dude. If he's on he's the good. field, he is a legitimate threat.
1: And listen. It, your strategy, if if you do take Jordan Reed as the fifth or sixth tight end off the board, just grab Vernon Davis a little later. I mean, it, it's... He's just as... He, whatever tight end is playing in Washington, Jordan Reed's your best bet for high-end production. But if he goes down and you've got the handcuff, you're fine to start whoever Ver- is yeah. playing tight end.
2: Vernon Davis yeah, Vernon Davis in a starting role as a mid-tier, a low end. You're safe. Really? Yeah. I mean, You're safe. You, you're, you're probably getting 10 points a game. Yeah. He's, he's not going to kill you like some of the other backups. My seven, I'm going to go, man. Arms is really going to like this one. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to throw some George Kittle love. Kittle down the middle. Oh yeah. Kittle down the middle. I I have to reject one of these second year guys other than Evan Ingram into my top 10. It's just like yeah, it's surprising at 7. But then again, man, this I I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe in Kyle Shanahan. Man, I I think, you know, you're going to have just this this wide receiving core. Your boy I, I I already put it on record. I think Pierre Garcon's still the wide receiver. One, you're number two there. The number two there slash one. Who's your guy? Where at? Yeah. Sandy. San Fran. Marquise Mar- Mar- Goodwin? Your Marquise Goodwin. God, the name was eluding me for a moment. Then you add in Jarek McKinnon. That leaves a whole lot of attention away from George Kittle, a guy who can get off the line of scrimmage, whinge balls against... Linebackers win balls in the uh, red zone, stretch the field vertically down the seam. I mean, he he put enough on tape last year, just like Jimmy G did, to convince me that he can move into the the top top ten, the top echelon, and also maybe it's arms talking in my ear about how good. <laughs>
1: That's so good. I
2: don't know how good this George Kittle guy is. I mean, I, it, it's hard to. The situation's there. The target share is going to be there. He went he went over five hundred yards year one, missing a few games and and playing with a combination of quarterbacks. Give him one year of just Jimmy G, and I think he goes for sixty receptions, eight hundred yards, and six to eight touchdowns. That's good enough for top top seven. I don't like banging it. around Made seven. Nothing f with. I don't sure. like it.
3: Ah. I think he played mediocre with Jimmy G. Oh. There's no mm. no ifs ands or buts. I mean, the dude did have 100 yards in the final game. Yeah, uh, he did. missed. He missed. One, <laughs> <laughs> he missed one game last year, but he only had 500 yards. He had 43 receptions. I don't think it's going to increase much this year. I All think right. he might get. He he'll get over 600 yards probably. I think his receptions aren't going anywhere. He'll be right around 40 or 50. And uh, his touchdowns aren't gonna—he's not gonna jump off the page with touchdowns. I don't even have him in my top ten. I'm just not a Kittle fan. <sighs> Lambert fighting for his
1: right to party without George Kittle.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm just at looking forty three five hundred and two. Nothing exciting, but it's for a rookie on a bad team for most of the year. That—that's I guess that's my biggest point. It was a bad team for most of the year, and he was just a rookie there, figuring things out. Now you got again. A full dose of Kyle Shanahan. He's been emerged in that offense. He's been with Jimmy Garoppolo for a full off season. I think it could be a, a scary good situation for for George Kittle. He, no, so. I'm with I hope you. So. Yeah, yeah. George Kittle has to make that leap. It's uh, it's on George Kittle's shoulders. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, it, it's up to him to make that leap. But I trust it. I trust it. I'll, I I'll, hope I'll, he's successful. But as a as bringing him in as my
3: tight end one, I can't do it.
2: Yeah.
3: Give me seven on me. Yeah,
1: seven's on me. Old fella coming up here. But uh, Old fella had one of his most productive seasons reception wise ever. I cannot let the Delaney Walker slide happen any longer. Thank you. Granted, I'm glad you stopped it. This is a guy that you want to win now. This is not a guy you want to bank on for the future. Uh, Not many tight ends are super productive past the age of 33, and Delaney Walker is 33. The possibility for drop-off is there, but the production from last year combined with uh, you know some of the lesser seasons, the first half of his career, we're talking 10 to 20 receptions. We're not talking a lot of wear and tear and a lot of hits taken, so I'm going to buy into Delaney Walker for one more year. Uh, if I can, I'm also going to draft Jonu Smith with my last pick of the draft probably because I believe in Jonu. Everybody's forgotten about him because Delaney Walker has stayed so
2: relevant. The consistency there. Yeah,
1: but if you, just like with Washington, if you draft Jordan Reed, you grab the cuff in the last round. If you draft Delaney Walker, grab the cuff. There's a young guy sitting behind him that is chomping at the bit to uh, to take over, and it could happen midseason. But if but I like Jonu Smith to put up top 10 tight end numbers if Delaney Walker were to go down or just become unproductive, but I don't see it happening yet. Delaney Walker, to me, is still a lock for the top 10 uh, until he proves otherwise. Until he starts to show signs of slowing down, you can uh, draft Delaney Walker safely, regardless of age. Win now. Get Delaney Walker. Go win your league.
3: (laughs) I love it. Delaney Walker is my number eight, so... Not a whole lot I can argue with. The dude had 60 receptions and 800 yards in the last four seasons. They just extended him, so I don't think there's any belief in Johnny Smith in Tennessee. I, I, I'm loving the Delaney one. I wouldn't
1: go with anti-belief.
3: They're just going with the guy that's that's done it. Well, they're not expecting him to take over anytime soon. They're paying them. How long did they extend him? Two years. Ah, okay.
2: I mean, it wasn't. I don't a win blame year. him. I don't blame him. Yeah, you're going to get. He's not. Years. He's not
3: slowing down. I mean, the dude's consistent and reliable, and you, eight. It's a perfect pick
2: at eight. Yeah, let me jump in there. That he's my number eight, also. Like hey, I, I Delanie wa- Walker love. Yeah, here, what you just said, the reliability. That that's what he is. You get guys who are superbly athletic, superbly dominant in the red zone, and then you just get tight ends who are superbly wa- look reliable, and that's Delaney Walker. I mean, the guy doesn't leave the field. And a lot of the time, he's only garnering four, five, six looks a game. I have a cousin named Garner, but he does that four, five, six. He gets getting four, five, six targets a game every single game, and then he has those upticks those those nine targets, ten targets that he projects, or that he, that he turns into six, seven receptions. He's just always catching at least three. He always has three catches every game of the year. I mean, if you look at it, he's the model of consistency and reliability. If you're late and you've got a great drafted team from a wide receiver running back or you're sitting there in year three, year five of a dynasty and you're all you need is a tight end to make that championship run, win now with Delani Walker. Don't take a chance on someone else. The guy's going to kick you in about 10 points week in, week out with some high upside games where he can go for, go for a couple, you know, Hundred yards, couple of touchdowns. He's a threat for that. Didn't do it last year, but he's a threat for it just because he's on the field so much. I like it. Okay, so so my number eight,
1: I uh, I've got to go with Jimmy Graham. Uh you know the, it came down to two guys at this spot for me, but I do believe in Jimmy Graham's red zone production, and I do believe in it in Green Bay. Reason being, you get Devontae Adams, and then what? There's not much left. Jordy Nelson is gone. That's a lot of red zone targets to uh, replace. Jimmy Graham, definitely a red zone option. And I think because they paid him and brought him in as a free agent, high-priority free agent, they're going to try to make it work. They're going to try to make this the best tight end they've had since Jermichael Finley. And uh, even though I have spoken of my love for Geronimo Allison as a breakout year three sleeper, That doesn't mean he's going to lead the team in red zone targets after Devontae Adams. To me, that's Jimmy Graham, and I think he's a safe bet for half a touchdown a game average when it all boils down. So you're looking at eight touchdowns minimum for Jimmy Graham, in my opinion, and I think he could surprise and have his best statistical season uh, since he was with the Saints. So Jimmy Graham, to me, again, high upside veteran production. If I'm if he's the guy that's starting for me, I'm not exactly thrilled because it is going to be red zone dependent. But I'm not upset. It could be worse. I, I'd rather bank on a Jimmy Graham than a Trey Burton or a Cameron Brate. So Jimmy Graham is my due date.
2: Enough said. I, I just made a rhyme. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said. I'll, I'll I'll kick it a little. I'll actually kick in a little Jimmy Graham love. It's even though I don't have him in my top ten. He was flirting there, but I don't have it in my top ten. That touchdown dependency uh, is scary, scary yeah. but it was a t- total different offense. I mean, now we're going into a pass first offense uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, no Green Bay has not historically used the tight end, nor had you know Aaron Rodgers hasn't used the tight end position. But when you really since look, since your Michael Finley, at, yeah, since your Michael Finley, but you have the exit of Jordy Nelson, which was the more dominant red zone presence over the years for him for for Aaron Rodgers, enter Jimmy Graham, yeah, I, I think he's going to get the books. I think he can sustain that half a touchdown per week pace, that eight touchdown plus on the year that he can get. I think he's going to go for a little more. He only had 500 yards on a decent amount of receptions. I mean, his receptions weren't necessarily low. His yardage was just low. Uh, I think Russell,
1: he... Russell Wilson's one of those guys that haven't made a tight end super relevant yet either. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know, he's kind of in the same boat. Rodgers, Wilson, been a long time since they made a tight end look super good, but I, I like his chances a little better with Rodgers. And I'm super excited to see where Lambert goes these last two picks.
4: Yeah,
3: bring it on. <laughs> well, I don't have Jimmy Graham in there, so that's okay. I, I got number nine. I got Trey Burton. Oh, I just <laughs> mentioned him now, as an outside looking in guy, and Lambert puts I him had, in. Had to put him in. I know there's a lot of weapons in Chicago right now, but uh, Matt Nagy. Is that how you say it? Nagy. <laughs> yeah. Nagy. Matt Nagy. He's an Andy Reid product, Nagy. so of course he's going to use the tight end. And I think Trey Burton, he he flashed what he can do last year. He's going to be he's going to be good.
2: And yeah. I couldn't I couldn't keep him out of my top ten. I'm on the Shaheen train in Chicago. I'm I'm a Shaheen fan too, but Trey Burton was always that. Again, I think I said a few shows about. He was always an annoyance. <laughs> A in bit. a good in, in a good way for, for this Tennessee fan over here. You know, coming out of Florida, Trey Burton never did wild you. But, like, when a play broke down, when a play broke down, Trey Burton was always the guy that, like, belled the quarterback out. And, and last year, when he got his opportunities with Ertz, shelved for a few games, he showed what he could do. I, I don't hate Trey Burton, but I'm more on the – I, I want to see how that tight end situation it's, shakes out after a little while before I commit to either Shaheen or –
3: well, going from, from Carson Wentz to a Mitchell Trubisky, there's going to be a bit of a drop-off there. But I, st- I still like Burton. I think he's gonna, they're going to make him
2: be good. Nick, what about you? Who you, who you got at number nine? Dude, I'm going to throw a little Kyle Rudolph love back at Lambert. I mean, project him in the top ten, he's been a model of consistency. Also, he, he gets the ball in the red zone. He's a presence. He's on a team with two good wide receivers to distract, distract, divert attention away from him. But then you put him with Kirk Cousins, and now he's sold me on 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 the new OC there who can make a Gary Barnage good. Why not Kyle Rudolph? Why not Kyle Rudolph in 2018? I'm not even going to expand on it a little bit more. I, th- I feel like Kyle Rudolph's body of work has been good enough to land him in the top 10. Now, situationally, it's kind of a guarantee that he's going to be in the tight end, so I think he's a safe bet in two thousand eighteen. Very safe play late in a draft. Again, a tight end you can deal with if you've drafted well or you're sitting there with a good offense everywhere else. He ain't gonna hurt you. Is all I'm saying.
4: He ain't gonna hurt you. All right.
2: This is the uh, this
1: is I like the end of this. I like nine and ten. I think There's... everyone knew what the top five to six yeah. were going to yeah, be. Yeah, nine nine and ten especially. Uh, well, not so much
2: for you because you were able to slip Rudolph in there, but 9 and 10 for me. But I've already had Kittle projected up maybe a little higher right, than most would be. Right. So, like 7, 8, 9, 10, yeah. But 9 and 10 is
1: exciting
2: to me. And they could all be different. Hit me.
1: They can. Number 9, i I'm Mr. Hating on Injury is going into the injury basket Jeez. for this episode. Yeah. I already plugged Jordan Reed. Another guy, supposedly 100% healthy and ready to roll. I'll believe it when I see it, but I'm taking the upside at nine with Tyler Eifert. Ooh. He's one hard hit away from never playing again. But. But, but when he's on the field, he has proved that he can be an elite tight end. And if you can grab an elite tight end with the ninth one off the board, you take that chance. Again, tight end is a position to where if you mess up You can go grab a Jared Cook off the waiver wire. You can go grab a Charles Clay cheaply. You can grab Antonio Gates Uh, if Antonio Gates does end up resigning, which he probably will after training camp because he's old. They They don't want to put him through training camp. He knows what he's doing. But you you could take a flyer on an Austin Hooper, a Blake Jarwin, somebody in Dallas if you mess up. But why not take the risk on Tyler Eifert at nine? Andy Dalton is behind a rebuild offensive line. I'm not saying the team's going to be great, but they do look like they should be improved. And if Eifert is on the field, he's going to be a part of that improvement. I love Tyler Eifert as a late sleeper pick in your top 10.
2: What was is. it? He led the league in touchdowns.
1: I he, believe, I believe
2: he, one season he did. He led the NFL in touchdown receptions in what? 2000, I believe it was 2015. Yeah. I mean, you, you, That upside out of the number nine, number 10, one of the the last starting tight ends off the board, I mean, that is a position, like you you said, you could take a chance on a Tyler Eifert, maybe a little bit, you know, 10th round of a draft, 12th round of a draft. He, He should be there. Just pick him in the right spot and then have a backup plan. I mean, you're getting high end upside for a very late round pick in a lot of cases.
3: I think a lot of people have forgotten about Tyler Eifert. I'm, I'm a
2: fan. As a
3: Bengals fan, I like Eifert, although I will say no one wanted him in free agency. No one tried to sign him, so he came back to the Bengals for this year. Very true. And I, I, that worries you a little bit. Granted, there's the injury history, but I kept him out of my top ten for that. He's talented, and the Red Rocket's going to throw him the ball. <laughs> the Red Ryken, <laughs> right. Rifle Rocket. right. You said it. He's behind new offensive line, and, <laughs> and if, if Eifert is healthy, then, yeah, he's – his talent is up there yep
1: I, I, his talent is right up there with jordan reeds honestly the only reason i have reed higher is reeds injury worries are less concerning than eifert's
2: easily put
3: i like the knit round
2: this top 10 all four number 10 mm. i
3: went with a guy slightly getting drafted around where eifert is getting excited and that is eric ebron Ebron. Oh, yeah. Now, Doyle's in front of him, but I think he's going to easily overtake Jack Doyle. I agree. Uh, You got Andrew Luck throwing him the ball. Get this. Eric Ebron, since the year 2000, Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, and Jeremy Shockey are the only ones that have more yards before turning 25 years old. What? Dude could be a top top five back with uh, Luck throwing him the ball. There's no one else in Indianapolis. Frank Reich, he uh, he comes from a Doug Peterson's tight end favorable offense also. So. And listen, we
1: forget that Eric Ebron, even though the name brings laughter to folks, he is
3: only 25.
1: He and we're not date. talking he's going to turn 26 during the season. He's not. He's 25 all year long.
3: It feels like he's been in the league a long
1: time. He's only played four years. Last year was statistically his best year reception-wise, and he... Is going to a new home. Detroit's always been a place for tight ends to go to die. Indianapolis has gone has been a place for tight ends to thrive. I like Eric Ebron. He didn't make my top ten, but I love the pick because I agree with everything Lambert just said. It's a good
2: it's a good risk. Finished thirteenth in our league format, so it's not a stretch to bump him up there. No, and, and if you look at you talk about him having to overtake Jack Doyle, which I I I'll go ahead and agree. I'll be the third in agreement on that. I think he could, his talent is, is superior to Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle finished six last year. He now did. with some with some guys injured, with some guys injured, but regardless, and Doyle's
1: not as <laughs> athletically gifted or as good, in my opinion, as Ebron.
2: And Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett was throwing him the yeah. football there if he is able to. Now I can see them with a whole lot of two tight end sets, Jack Doyle, oh yeah, definitely. Doyle and Ebron are going to be on the field. You can see eight Doyle
3: blocking Ebron, more of a move
2: tight end guy. Bingo, bingo! You you throw Ebron into that move tight end role, he's going to garner the first look out of those tight ends. And that that right there says top ten. If Jack Doyle made your top was number six last year in most league formats. Ebron wins that role and gets the first look that that bulk of the target share. That's top ten all day. Will it happen? Ah. Eh. I I hope so for him. That crazy stat though. You've got the, you've the start- got Ryan
3: Grant as their number two wide receiver. They're going to have to feed the ball to the tight end.
2: They don't necessarily have that back that can go for sixty catches. They drafted next year. Hines. Hines could. He he could be, but I don't know. Marlon Mack's more of an inside running game. Can going to kick you in like twenty five to thirty. It, like someone's got to catch the ball in Indy. Then like listen, six hundred ninety yards
1: for Jack Doyle last season. On 80 receptions. That's, he, that, that's, that's, that's an eight and a half yard clip. That's like barely getting downfield. He's a big, lumbering, small-handed dude that Eric Ebron is going to make look obsolete, in my opinion.
2: He did, Jack Doyle doesn't get open. The defense leaves him alone. <laughs> because they know alone. if he catches it, he, they can drop him immediately. Yeah, like, when
1: they're calling out their signals, they're like, da, dah, bah, bah. Uh, Doyle, don't worry about him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 3rd and 15, just let, just let Doyle run like 12 yards out of the field. Brissett will throw it to him every time. It's
3: going to take him 30 seconds to get there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> at 30-second, 40-time.
2: Uh, man, so my number 10, and uh, I, I'm a little mad at you right now, Barker. You called him a flyer <laughs> just about <laughs> eight seconds ago. Okay. Austin Hooper, man. Um, I, I like Austin Hooper's I, – I like his his situation. Play with Julio, a Calvin Ridley coming in. Again, diverting, deflecting some attention away from the tight end position. He's going to be able to get open over the middle. He Last year, he goes for right around 50 receptions, a little over 500 yards, only three touchdowns. I think he can project to higher a little bit. I think he can get to that 60-plus reception, approach 700, 800 yards, and I think he can be a force in the red zone. I think they're going to figure things out. Matt Ryan's a, was an MVP candidate just three years ago. And we're, a lot of people are writing him off at the quarterback position, fantasy-wise. I think Matt Ryan's going to be fine. I think Austin Hooper's going to be a part of their success. It is a little bit of a flyer, especially projecting a top-10 finish. But I like the situation for the third-year player. Someone who's already put a little bit of game film together to where he's caught the ball and competed at the NFL level. I'll take a chance on Austin Hooper. Again, later on in the draft, let me roll the dice. I'm not going
3: to knock you because I had Ebron in there. Um, <laughs> I'm not either because of my number 10. But, but. I will say it's, it's hard to see Hooper get any better when they added Ridley is my only thing. I, I, I'm th- with Lambert on see,
2: that. See, I think it could help. It, now, you drop Muhammad Sanu. Sanu's still going to be on the field. I mean, Sanu's right. going to get looks. It, Sanu might end up being your wide receiver, too, there. I mean, he might end up being the second best, but I think it's more of a flip-flop between them. You know, Ridley, Muhammad Sanu. But I think that helps. Uh, that that can help Austin Hoover, who's not... I'll admit it. He's not a dominant, superior athlete at the tight end position. Very Jack Doyleish. Yeah. Very Jack Doyleish. But when you have to worry about three wide receivers, it does leave a tight end open. I think he's going to be able to kick in four receptions a game. You project that over sixteen games, easy math. No, it ain't easy math, but <laughs> I like it's, it. No, sixty plus, sixty plus receptions. That's all I need out of a out of a guy towards the back end of tier one, I guess, or, or wide receiver or tight end ones. And I personally
1: think you could aim higher with your tenth tight end off the board. Jarvis Landry left Miami. Yeah, He's leaving a lot of targets out there for someone. Danny Amendola has been Tannehill's go-to guy throughout training camp, but as we all know, Danny Amendola doesn't play 16 games. Danny Amendola may not play eight games this season. True. You've got Albert Wilson, who they've deemed as an outside threat and a dump-off guy. Somebody's got to take a lot of those Jarvis Landry targets. Yes, I expect it to be... Amendola early on in the season, but I believed in Mike Gesecki before the draft. I believe in Mike Gesecki after the draft. I believe in the training camp hype. I believe in what I'm seeing with my eyes from the training camp footage, and I believe that the uh, report is true that Tannehill has already made Gasecki one of his favorite targets. Tannehill has always been a short and mid-range passing specialist. Deep ball, not so much. I like Mike Gasecki. That's huge upside, at number 10 price. He's a rookie, so it's risky, but I liken him to this year's Evan Ingram. I think he's going to put up about 80% of the stats that Ingram did in his rookie year, so not par for the course with Evan Ingram, but I like Mike Gasecki. There's no better flyer to me at the number 10 spot than Mike Gasecki. Guys like Hooper, guys like Burton, they've had their chances. They've been on the field. They may be good this year. It may all come together for them, but to me, Go with the upside of a guy who could step onto the field and become possibly an elite tight end product from day one.
3: Mike drop. Just had to get your Miami Dolphins in there, didn't he? Not it? even the reason. I, I love I love not a homer. I love Gasecki though. You're right. Uh, there's there's no reason not to have him in there, although I didn't but it's debatable. You can uh, leave him out and you're still Tannehill right. put up back to back four thousand yard seasons before the injury. He's thrown the ball at least five hundred and eighty times for three straight years. There's no receiving threats down there. Devonte Parker, not good. Man. Sucks. Right. Don't so, know why they haven't enlisted as Gusecki, a star. Stills. Eh. Yeah. Stills they brought good, in Wilson Amendola. Not for There's Tannehill. somebody's got to catch the ball, and I believe you're right. It's going to be Gusecki.
2: My problem putting him in there. I, I like the talent of Mike Gusecki. My problem is Ryan Tannehill. I'm not a Ryan Tannehill believer. You guys and, look alike. Like the height, the build, like you could. Is he stringy? You Is could, that his body type? A little bit. You
1: <laughs> could technically, if you put on a helmet and got out there,
2: people would think Ryan Tannehill was out there. I, or Drew I Furyk. could probably play just as good as Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> no, I have an issue with Ryan Tannehill, especially coming off. God, of, what he do to you? Especially coming off of energy. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I just. He hasn't shown me anything to where he's a dom going to be a even anything approaching a dominant quarterback. The other problem is I keep talking about wide receiving corps helping tight ends. There is no wide receiving corps. I mean, Kenny Stills has talent. Uh, Devontae Parker doesn't. Albert Wilson does, I, I mean, Amendola is not going to be on the field for a full schedule. We, you can almost bank that on that. I think the problem down there. There's the running game's unsettled. There's just there's, Mike Gusecki might be the only bright spot in Miami in 2018. I hate to tell you that, Bart. Outside of the defense. I like their defense, but uh, a little. I had to jab you and then I, <laughs> help you out. Me, I just don't me. know that Mike Gusecki going to have the situation to put up statue. a top ten. I'm going Go to throw, throw this at you real quick before we He's round. from a high-flying Penn State offense who threw the ball, just slang it around the field. I mean, they had Saquon, but they threw the ball. Trace McSorley distributed the football all across the field. And, and Mike Gusecki was a product of a good running game, good receivers around him at Penn State with a good quarterback. Now you put him in the opposite of that in the NFL, having to move to that game speed. Eh. Okay,
1: so you you don't like Tannehill. I get that. I'm not a big Tannehill fan either. He's not dominant. He's not, but – uh.
2: Serviceable, yeah.
1: Travis Kelsey did it with a non-dominant Alex Smith until Alex Smith decided he was dominant last year. <laughs> Kelsey's been doing it with a very Tannehill-like quarterback. Uh, Delaney Walker's been doing it with Marcus Mariota and whoever plays when Mariota's hurt. Tra- uh, 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 George George Kittle, uh, was, you know, had a solid rookie season with uh whoever the quarterback was that was playing. Can't
2: before. even remember. Yeah, like, uh, it, like was another, G, it was like... another Iowa
1: Hawkeye, but Jack Doyle. Uh, you know, put up top ten, fifteen numbers with Jacoby Brissett. I, what I'm trying to say is, not so great quarterbacks make tight ends look pretty good, and I think Gasecki is going to benefit from
3: Tannehill not being a dominant quarterback. Do you think Gasecki has the talent of an Evan, Evan Ingram? Yes, because he's in a similar situation that Ingram was last year. Offense not good. Yeah, I mean, once Odell went down. Not good. The, yeah, the offense was not good. Didn't have a running back. No and Landry. Eli, I like not Eli good. better than Tannehill. So, that's, I'm just trying, I like, like I said. Trying like, to justify it. Right, I yeah. like Gasecki up there, but I I didn't have him in my top ten for those yeah.
1: reasons. Let's talk real quick about guys we left out. Obviously, yeah. I left out Ebron, but he was on the cusp. I like Ebron as the top ten, but he just fell outside. He's probably my eleven. Uh I like Jared Cook a little more than most. Not a bad season last year.
2: Yeah. Talking no. about guy, other guys that uh, we didn't mention, none of us mentioned, uh, you got to give some love to O.J. Howard, but there's Cameron Bray. Yeah, it's, That's t- it's the tough reason. situation. That's, like, yeah. Like, O.J. Howard has all you, – you just talked about Gusecki, some of the, a young guy, George Kittle, taking a leap. O.J. Howard should take a leap, could take a leap, but won't because Cameron Brake. I
1: like Van Ed as
2: a sleeper. I, I –
1: one of my, uh, he's probably like my 15, which is crazy to hear, but I, there's no one else. There's no one else in Seattle. Vanette could be a good flyer.
2: Yeah. I, I personally have looked at the L, the Rams situation out there between Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. I mean, they spent the draft capital on Gerald Everett, a second round pick, a decently early I sec- think Higby
1: was the third or fourth.
2: Yeah. I mean, they've put some draft capital in the tight end position over the last few years, but just continue to go out and get receivers. And Todd Gurley's there, so I, I I actually like those two talent-wise, but I, I know their situations rough. They're not going to get target share.
1: I'll throw Ricky Seals Jones in there as a guy I really like, but he had a little trouble, ran into a little trouble. I dropped him out. You got anybody Lambert
3: that was on the cusp? And uh, Joku, gotta throw him in there just for uh, yep. arms, yep, super was, athlete. <laughs> David Joku, he was in my consideration, <laughs> but there's as well. just too many mouths to feed
2: in Cleveland. Yes. A, the the one thing I good quote of <laughs> Cleveland <laughs> on Injoku I, I got I, anytime I get throw Njoku under the bus I do but Kristen Kirksey the starting linebacker up there uh, was asked how Injoku was developing oh, yeah. in camp and his response was well the jugs machine's inside yeah meaning Injoku <laughs> yes. can't catch right
1: <laughs> uh, yeah that and that's not good if your job like, is to catch the no
2: ball. it doesn't matter how fast. Yep. How, how much you can stop on a dime in a two hundred and fifty pound frame? If you can't catch the football, you are not gonna see the field. You are not gonna get. You are not gonna garner. Throw. Well, and it's bad
3: when garner. when it, another. I mean, the other players are saying that about you.
2: Yeah, there is the whole adage. There is truth to any good joke. There is truth to that. Y'all, the yeah. guy Y'all. has has hands issues. I mean, and and he's a converted wide receiver. That's, that's probably one of the more scary things about him. He's a converted wide receiver. I, not an Njoku fan, go on the record saying that he's just not consistent. I don't think he'll ever find that the catching consistency to be a top 15 tight end last guy I'll throw out there don't sleep on Charles Clay you never I was about to
3: say I was about to say Clay there's there's not a lot of weapons in Buffalo
2: he's that safety valve a lot of these guys the George Kittles the Mike Guseckis all these guys that we name even Jordan Reed with the injury problems Tyler Eifert if you're wanting to roll the ice on on any of these guys Charles Clay should probably be drafted. Well, by, Josh or Allen,
3: if, if Josh Allen ends up being the starter, rookie quarterbacks love tight ends.
1: I don't know if Josh Allen will, though. I think Josh Allen's going to be looking for the field goal post
2: every time he throws the ball. Like, <laughs> could I hit that? Yeah. <laughs> I think Josh uh, Josh Allen's going to be hoping to hit the bench because like, I think he's going to get his boot his way off the field when he eventually emerges. But, hey, if A.J.
1: McCarron's in there.
2: Charles Clay all day. Charles Clay Charles Clay has been consistent. That's I mean a... again, target him as a backup by week safety valve tight end. Boom. All right. There's
1: tight ends. Anything to add, fellas, before we uh This is one of the most enjoyable
2: this... shows I've ever done.
1: <laughs> before we take this new <laughs> back row crew, put it to tape, release it, and then uh I'll continue to try to call arms for the rest of the day.
2: I love you, Arms. From work.
1: He'll probably answer that number. He doesn't know it, so nice. like, uh, is, is is this Aaron?
2: uh well hold, hold
1: up <laughs> um listen uh this is bark from the back row um well i know who i am are my friends well well let me finish <laughs> we I might we, not we've be been, in a few moments right we've been friends for a long time arms and you know i i think this our friendship can prevail uh, you're fired <laughs> <laughs>
2: bang see you there's no
3: there, there's no worry about me taking arms's job it, it's his. You just solid, can't do it. Just can't do it. Well, crap. Arms arms is back I'm in. Turning it down. Arms is back in by default. You oh. got a lot of
2: editing to do this show. <laughs> oh,
1: man. He's back in by default. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll be back next time with Arms
2: and some IDP. Some hey, more IDP. IDP's right around the corner. Stick, stick with it, man. Here we go. Barks out. Yeah. See ya.
1: See ya. Hey, Lambert had a, Lambert did a sign off. All right.
2: This concludes another episode of the back row fantasy show. Thanks for listening and be sure to give us a review.